Here we go. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. Yay! Yeah! Boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back again, and I'm excited for this edition of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. And first and foremost, before I get into anything and tell you why I'm excited and stuff, I'd like to thank you. Yes, you. I pause so you can look at your iPad or whatever you're listening to this podcast on and be like, what the hell's going on? Did the feed interrupt or anything like that? No, you, the listener that comes back every week or whenever you listen to podcasts, if you're listening for the first time, thanks. Um, I'm glad you heard of me and I hope you come back and listen to me again. And now that I got that out of the way, said my thank yous and whatnot. Why am I excited for this edition of Random Ramblers with Rob? Because I have a guest. Yay! I always have a guest, though. Well, not always, but I have a guest now. And this motherfucker is cool. Cool. But in the other side of the motherfucking pillow. There's a lot of pauses in here. Because I'm kind of trying to formulate it in my head. My, my brain is moving in all kind of different directions right now. To, as I record this, I'm on the eve of my retirement ceremony. Tomorrow, which is only a mere, well, I ain't going to say a couple hours, but it's a few hours away from now. I'll be getting up in the a.m. I'll be getting dressed in my camouflage utilities for what quite possibly be the last time ever unless the, you know some big world war pop off then they reinstitute a draft and i get recalled and all kind of crazy shit like that but tomorrow be the last time that i lace up these hero boots and do what i've been doing for the past 16 years and that is real it's just hitting me um, we did the ceremony practice today and I'm not going to lie to you. Got a little bit, got a little sentimental, little, uh, choked up in the throat, a little, uh, teary eyed and whatnot, but I, I held it down. I, I maintained my bearing, my military discipline, whatever little bit that I do have left. And, you know, I powered through it, but, um, I'm really looking forward to you know just really honestly getting the shit over with because i mean i'm just i've been counting down the days for so long and now it's pretty much here and you know i'm i'm kind of nervous getting the jitters and everything this is a big step from doing something that i've done every day for the past 16 years to not doing it anymore but i'm optimistic I feel fine about the next step forward in my life with me and my family and everything. And I'm just saying, I'm getting choked up right now thinking about it. Um, I'm just ready to get, get it started. My the third part, I guess of my life, <laughs> you know, but anyway, my guest, let's talk about the guest. Get off that teary eyed shit. My guest this week is a artist by the name of, Zyme, the Z-Y-M-E, 
like dime, but a Z and a Y instead of an I and a zyme. And dude, dude is mad deep. You know, he speaks from his heart. He speaks from his mind. And um, a lot of that transfers to his music. And what makes this podcast, um, I would say special to me. I mean, all my podcasts are special to me, special to me, specials. <laughs> all my podcasts are special to me, but this one is extra special because it's a little bit different from the other ones. I mean, that's what you do in this, uh, podcast thing. You, you evolve, you, you know, you try new things. You, you tweak the audio here. You try to add music here and all kinds of things like that. So, I mean, this is that. I mean, this, this is another tweak. It's another evolution to this podcast. And, um, Zion brought some music with him from his album, which is called Palm Trees and Lemonade. And that shit is smooth as motherfucking silk. I recommend that you download it from SoundCloud, iTunes, freaking Google Play, wherever title, wherever the music is, that's where he'll be. So check him out. And, um, throughout this podcast, in the beginning, we had a little bit, of, um, uh, freaking technical difficulties or whatever, a little bit, of audio glitches and everything, but they smoothed out by the time we start really getting into the conversation and everything. So watch out for that. And yeah, man, I mean, I've been listening to it, um, for the past two days, you know, chopping and editing. And while I'm in between of, packing up and moving and everything and i listen to more of the album than um just the songs that we're going to feature here on the podcast today and i dig it he's becoming you know one of those artists on my radar now i mean i learned of him from sean on the horribly awkward podcast i mean they have a little bit of history together he was on his podcast he played some of the music over there and i heard it and here we are now boom podcasting networking network people that's how you get shit done and um yeah let's just let's just roll into it so you can hear the man's sound his style his uh you know his creative thoughts and everything here on this edition of the random ramblings with rob podcast like where i live i i try not to see him too much but there's black widows so, like, I know that this area I'm sitting right now is, like, right by where all the Black Widows see, are. See, man, I, you're doing too much, dog. You, you don't need to lose your life over over this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, see, that that's that's how down I am for this podcast. That's uh, how down I am. And I appreciate it very much so, sir. Shit, I mean, what you was up to? Oh, uh, man, I'm working on this project that's called Manila. Uh, I linked up with a homie from Brooklyn, and um, he's a Filipino cat, but he's actually been living in Manila for like, uh, I want to say like about the past seven years. And um, he's been doing his rap thing out there. And so, you know, I've, I've been to Manila like, I want to say about 10 times. And um, so we actually put together a project with a lot of the Philippines artists and, uh, you know, linked them up with artists from california and so we're doing this like international kind of compilation album <laughs> yeah and all independent too bro so i'm actually like designing like in the album cover i'm designing the post the, the flyers for the promo designing the advertisements and all that man you you're doing too much well nah, you're not doing too much it sounds like you're not doing enough according to i you. know 
don't know. I, I always try to like operate like that too, bro. Like I, I always um I always try to operate like in the sense that you know I I, I need to to be better than myself. You know, I need to com- I compete. I don't compete with other people. I compete with myself. Yeah, man, that's the only way you can improve. So I mean, shit. I commend you for that, sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so what's good with you though, bro, man? What, what have you been up to? Shit. This week. I'm packing up and I'm getting ready to move down south. And now I'm, um, oh, well. I'm retiring on, uh, what is it? What's today? Monday. So Thursday. Wait, you retiring the podcast? Oh, no, no. I'm retiring from the military. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. I was going to say, I'm like, like damn, am I like on the one of the, the last episodes? Uh, no, no way. So okay, so you you in the you're a military guy, huh? So you've been all around the world. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been to Manila ten times though. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but where else you been though, man? You probably been everywhere. Man, hell nah. I only been <clears throat> to Iraq and Afghanistan. I ain't been nowhere else. <laughs> you ever you ever come across a, a camel spider? Man, yes and no. See, what I mean by yes and no is I was asleep and then I woke up to motherfuckers just stumping on the floor all around me and shit. I'm like, what the fuck going on? It's like, it's a camel spider, man. I was like, well, shit, I'm glad you stumped it the fuck out because. <laughs> oh, hell no. It might have got Hell me. no. Yeah, but I mean, it's just, I ain't down with none of that creepy crawly shit. Mm-mm, mm-mm, me neither, man. Me neither. That's why I'm, ugh. <laughs> so especially spiders i don't know what it is about spiders but ooh, See, i could deal with snakes i can't deal with spiders though none of them either because the motherfuckers creepy crawly see I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna keep it real with you right now because it's just me and you in here my, my um, wife and them kids and they're in the other room damn i don't like spiders but when it's, <laughs> when they around or whatever i'm fucking superman i'm fucking I'm all up in the spider shit. You know what I'm saying? Bringing out the, bringing out the shoe. Bow. Yeah. I'm Throwing like, it from, from across the room and shit. You got the ninja skills. I mean, I'm like stone faced with it too. I'm like, bam. And I go kill that motherfucker. But as soon as I walk out the room and get out of their eyesight, I'm like, oh shit, that was a motherfucking spider. <laughs> but see, that's that, that's that military training, bro. That's that military training that, that, you know, that allows you to, to, to focus on the kill like that. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't do the, I can't do the spiders like that, bro. Like I'm not gonna lie, I'm like, I'm, I'm terrified and like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm holding the shoe all over the place. I'm <laughs> afraid that they're gonna drop and, and when they drop, where are they gonna go? Yeah, so it's not an easy thing for me to kill spiders. See, yeah, and I'm, you know, because my whole thing is if you, if you're not scared in front of them, they won't be scared. Cause I'm like, yeah, I, mean, I feel that. like a spider is like this big, and your ass is what five foot something. I want to step on a little motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. See, but you know what's 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 funny though is everybody says that. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, oh yeah, you know they're just so small. But if those things were bigger than us, oh they would they would be whooping us so fast. It'd be like a eight legged freaks or whatever the hell. Oh hell no! <laughs> like uh, like almost like some uh, there was like a remember that alien movie that came out? Uh, I want to say like. In the early two thousands, uh, I, I want to say it was like before the one with uh, with Vin Diesel, not not the Chronicles of Riddick, but it was like this one where where the uh, the space military goes up to this planet and it's inhabited by these insect looking creatures, oh, and they have this Starship like big old war. What'd you say? It was Starship, what you say? Starship Troopers? 
Yeah, Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah, I love that damn movie. The first one was great, but then they started making two and three, and then I was just like, okay, um, I'm not going to watch this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I feel like they always do that with all the movies. It's always like, you know, if it does good once, then they like try try to create all these sequels to it. But it's like, you can't do that. You got to have it like fully written out. You know what I mean? Like you have it, you have to have it from point A to point Z, like the story, and then do it in parts, and then that's how you're gonna have good sequels. Yeah, because damn, you know damn well it ain't gonna be good if it goes straight to DVD or fucking Netflix. <laughs> oh hell nah, hell nah. You well, gotta be on Avatar, like the Star Wars status, where you can like franchise that shit and have toys and 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 iPad games and cartoons that go with the thing. You know what I mean? Oh shit, you gotta make yourself marketable enough to get bought by Disney. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Yeah. I'm, I, it, that, that takes creativity that, that that's nothing but creativity you got a creative mind then then i feel like that's easy that's the easiest part is, is making it like lovable yeah i got you well shit i mean you got the creative mind mr drawing your covers and making the music and all kind of shit like that man i i gotta you know like that's that's just what i have to do you know i gotta like I, I can't rely on, um, you know, I used to, I used to always pay for designs and, and it wasn't allowing me to release music at the pace that I wanted to release it at. And so, uh, you know, that's why I learned, well, I was always good at drawing, but once I learned, fo- I learned Photoshop, I taught myself Photoshop. And, uh, so I started designing all my covers from there, but that's just like, cause I had to, cause you know, I wasn't trying to pay these designers to continuously design my music, yeah, um, yeah. like all my covers and shit, because then I can't release it at the pace that I want to release it. Exactly, because if you put money in another motherfucker pocket, you can't put no money on your own shit. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. Hell yeah. Now, what what hooked you? What what made you say to yourself that, hey, this is my thing. I want to make motherfucking music. Uh, so okay, it's crazy. Cause, well. I would say that there's like a, a bunch of different kind of lanes that eventually turn into one lane. Uh, so my dad, he, he was always playing the harmonica. Like he was, you know, really into blues. Oh, and so he, right he even plays the guitar and shit. Yeah. And so I, uh, you know, I was always inspired by that. But then my boy, um, who passed away, RIP Johnny Hedges, uh, he was the homie who like, really got me into it you know we would go to these parties and he would freestyle and make me freestyle and you know we would stay up late and, and record um the wake up show and and all these hip-hop shows and we would be listening to like wu-tang and and all that you know kind of a lot of east coast music and underground music and uh i, I would say when um but what what really struck the chord was when uh when eminem first came out when Eminem first came out, I was like, oh, my God, like, I, like this fool, like, is talking about, like, getting bullied in school. And, like, yeah. like I could relate to that, you know, like, I could relate to that. And uh, I was like, I want to do this, too. You know, that was like he was the, the one who, like, aw- like aw- awakened the, you know, the. Yeah, he the, was the catalyst. Yeah, the catalyst to, to pursue it. And then. um and then another person that that's been very inspirational for me is um Kanye West. You know, like I, I feel, you know, uh he gets so hated on these days, but you know, the guy is is just he pushes the uh, um the envelope of creativity. Yeah, I mean, cuz I mean 
You can't say, I mean, he is not a normal dude, but I mean, that even shows in his music because I mean, he's not afraid to go outside of the box. I mean, every time, um, what shit, look at the uh, fucking future designer, goddamn two chains, all those motherfuckers are similar to me. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but you heard the designer's new, new album? Huminda, Huminda, Panda, 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 Panda. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, I was interested in, well, when I first heard that, I thought it was Future. Um, yeah, that's but, what I'm saying, too. I thought the same damn thing. <laughs> but, but it's crazy, though, because I feel like if you hear it enough, like, you can totally see, like, the two different yeah, the styles different. in it. And, he, and that fool, um, designer, he's been, like, he got this new mixtape that he dropped, and he got this song called Overnight that is, like, fire. I, I literally played it for, like, two hours straight the other night. Let's see what, like, Panda or whatever. I thought, it, like like you said, I thought it was Future too. That uh, one Panda single has outsold all of Future's number one singles. Oh, wow. No way. And at the same time, it's like, I didn't like the song at first because I didn't understand the damn song. I didn't know what the fuck mm-hmm. he was saying. But yeah. I was on uh, Facebook a couple weeks ago, and they made a video for um, some kind of web magazine or whatever. And they did a video and posted it to where he explained his lyrics. And when yeah. I heard what the fuck he was actually saying, I was like, well, shit, that's kind of dope. Because yeah. um, the chorus, all his verses kind of pull from the chorus. So um, I think he was, I got broads in Atlanta. And then he talking about um, two different styles of uh, phantoms. One is black, one is white, look like a panda. Oh, and then when he goes, yeah. when he breaks down into his verses, and they all reference things that he talk about in the chorus, which I thought was pretty damn cool and everything. Oh, that's 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 what's up. Yeah, yeah I, ne- I never even peeped that. I, I didn't I didn't know that, but I I did peep his um, you know, I, I peeped his performance last night on the BET Awards, and and that was banging. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm 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 a fan of his. I like his stuff. Uh, but you know, kind of to go back on what you said about all these fools sounding the same, I don't necessarily think it's even like you know the artist's fault. I I feel like it's a lot of the um the the mainstream outlets yeah. that are putting it out is that's all they're really yeah. that's all they're pushing you know that's all that's on their agenda is to push that kind of stuff so that's why everybody sounds the same you know I, i'm curious to see what if if artists like had that that freedom to create um i'm curious to see what 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 result would come out of two chains and and future and, and cats like designer and cats that like the mainstream says all sound the same yeah because i mean you know I think if they took your approach, you do everything yourself. And a lot of yeah. those people, they do it enough to where they get noticed so they can have other people do it for them. So, you know, yeah. a lot of them fall into that trap of, all right, this guy got a hit single. So, shit, we got to copy that formula so we can have a hit single and all kind of shit. And it just yeah, it cycles yeah. itself over and over again. And and you know what's crazy is I actually, I experienced that before. I was in a group called the Baileys. And um, like in 2008, uh, we had a single that broke out. And we were like all over the radio. And we we actually played the Summer Jam concert out here in California with uh, Lil Wayne and um, and Pitbull, uh, Flo Rider. Like basically, you know, all the cats that had the biggest songs, all the biggest um, stars at the time. And, uh, you know, after having that taste of an experience of being on the radio, being like inside the radio station and, you know, playing all these shows and all the kind of crazy shit that happened with it we were we were trying to uh to literally like replicate everything that that was on the radio and we stopped doing 
what we did to even get us to that point in the first place. So I can see how it happens. But, you know, thank, thank God that I actually broke out of that. And, you know, I, I took the independent, creative, you know, take it into your own hands, independent hustler approach. And that's that's kind of where I'm going. I, I feel like, you know, I want to be in control of my brand. Uh, I want to work with, I want to choose who I work with. I want to work with, you know, creative individuals who are not afraid to, to work out of the box and who are motivated. And, you know, there's, we're in a race against time, you know, so we don't got time. We don't got time to sit here and, 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 you know, do like hella shit to like one song. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the Tupac Mac Dre recording mode where I'm just dumping out music left and right and, and product. Cause I'm in a race against time, man. Like, I got to get my my art out there. Yeah, yeah, do it till you can't do it no more, right? Yeah, straight up. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm actually going to, well, the only way that I'm not going to be able to do it is when I die because I'm just going to continue evolving as an artist. So, you know, especially with like the way that technology is going, there's so many different things that you could do and that you will see for me way down the line. But right now it's the music and art, but that will definitely evolve into something else in the future. Now, how long have you been doing music? Uh, okay. That's, that's an interesting question because I, you know, I, I have two answers. I have two answers. I have the answer, you know, uh, when it's like what I've really been doing it for is, you know, like 13, 14 years. Um, what I consider that I've been doing it for is like eight years, you know, seven, eight years. Cause that's when, you know, shit got real and I started you know, things actually started popping for me. You know, I was placing songs with Coca-Cola, placing songs with Nike, you know, doing hella shows, getting booked, uh, whatever it may be, you know. Okay, I got you. I understand that. Now, I mean, what was that like the very first time that you heard your voice on a radio station? Oh, man, that shit was surreal. Like, that shit was surreal. It's so crazy. I, I, I even remember where I was at. I was at this this party and uh somebody texted me because i knew it was i didn't know it was gonna get on there but i knew it was gonna do something because i met this guy uh who worked for the radio station and i gave him the song and he hit me up and he was like yo i want to sign this i really like it and um then like i guess to you know kind of impress us and what he could do he he got it on the radio and you know it, it kind of uh he thought it was going to maybe work to his advantage, but it actually didn't because it kind of caught fire pretty quick because we had already been doing like a lot of grinding on our own, you know? So when the song came on the radio, people are, we already knew who we were. And, uh, you know, so shit kind of went a little faster than I think he expected. And the buzz started catching on quick and we just kind of started running with it. And we ended up never signing that deal that he was offering us, but it was, it was a big deal. Uh, the record labels, um, they put out like, uh, We'll say they, they put out a lot of like 90s music, but they were like ready to make a resurgence. But I don't think it ever happened. Okay. I mean, what was that like for people around you, though? Like family, uh, friends, you watched, and all kind of junk like that? Yeah, you watched a lot of shit change. You know what I mean? Like you watched a lot of people like, you know, think that things were bigger than they actually were. <laughs> <laughs> I, I <got laughs> you, you know, like everybody all of a sudden thinks you're like, because you have a song on the radio and shit that you're rich and, 
you know, uh, um, then people, you know, people want to be your friend. People don't want to be your friend. People hate. Like, okay. it, it was it was wild, man. Yeah, no, it was it was wild though. It was a wild experience, you know. The 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 radio. I, I still think even to this day, like radio and and mainstream is king because in the sense that it sets the trends and it's, you know, it sets the, it sets cultures in motion. You know, like yeah. it's wild what the music and popular culture has done to society. You know, it builds it builds and shapes societies like media does, and and that's so fucking crazy to me that like a one percent, you know, of the planet is like damn near you know controlling most of the media exactly because like i mean i don't I, I hear what you're saying about uh radio and all kind of stuff and i know that's important for artists or whatever but like me as a consumer as a listener i mean i can only speak for me this guy right here i don't really listen to the radio no more i mean i mm-hmm. don't i don't watch tv as much as i used to maybe i'm turning into my father or something but uh i don't know i mean as far as music go i mean i, I take this little thing right here called the iphone uh, pull up motherfucking iTunes and I'd be like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, top 20. All right. That I never heard that before. Let's see what that's like. Let's see what that's like. Let's see what that's like. And you know, I don't limit myself to rap. I don't limit myself to R and B. I listen to everything. I listen to country. I listen to all the musics. Cause I mean, I'm a person that I like what I like. I don't like it because it's rap. I don't like it because I like it cause it sound good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, straight up, man. I, I feel you, and and you know, and in, in these days too, you know, I like I, I, this is like 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 you said, like this is speaking for me, and and not speaking for anybody else, but for me personally, I don't need the radio. I ain't tripping off the radio. Like if it comes, cool. If it doesn't, cool. I got the internet, you know. I got the people behind me, and and that's what's important to me. Like exactly, you know, I, like I, don't get me wrong, like. As an artist, you always want the best for yourself. I, of course, I want to get Grammys and and all that shit. But my focus is making sure that I could create a solid living and a solid brand and keep it going and keep it consistent and keep it building. Like I don't mind being a, I don't need to be a Macy's when I could be a boutique shop that stays in business for <laughs> for for mad days. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I dig that. It's like um back at home where I'm from, they've had this um. Uh, they got this Chinese spot that's been there since forever. I think even before I was born. And I watched these people, and you know, as I was growing up, going to this place, getting food all the time, because it was like the local spot in, in um, where I'm from. And these people put their heart and soul into this business. They lived in that motherfucking store. They had a trailer out back. They oh they, yeah, they was in the building. So I mean, hard work paid off because that trailer ain't back there no more. They done freaking put money back into their shop and built it up and yeah, know, they, they got buku houses and all nah, that shit yeah like. now they got a, now they got a fat ass mansion you know behind the store <laughs> 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 you know they still keep the store but they just got the fat mansion behind it yeah, yeah cause I mean it got to even it even got to a point to where they was buying out like some of the local businesses around there cause they you know they put in that much work you and see that and that's that's what's crazy that's what's possible you know all that shit is possible like Nothing is far fetched these days, you know. If you could create the product, you could create the creativity behind it and create the art and demand for it. Like possibilities are limitless, especially with the internet, especially with technology. Yes. You know, you you could be doing songs for hella shit, you know, especially with licensing too. Yeah. 
now to speak with uh, with the technology or whatever from the time that you started creating your own music and everything up until now with um you know the change in technology and all the things that you can use to make your own music i mean how's it changed for you like wh- how easy is it now compared to what it was when you started um it's mad easy like everything just stores on the drive or whatnot you can email me i can record a song you email it to me and i can just upload it to digital distribution it's crazy like it's crazy how easy it is to put stuff because you know i came in the game you know printing cds where i was taking um i was taking my my uh my student loans my my fafsa my you know like the the my FAFSA, like I was taking my, my FAFSA <laughs> to like print up my CDs and then I would go flip them and sell them at, at like the local colleges. And I would just, you know, push more CDs and, and print more stuff and print T-shirts and stuff. So I was just flipping it and, and using that, that money to go like fly to other places and put myself on in other places. You know, sometimes it'd be whack. Like I, I went, I went to Colorado one time and, uh, <laughs> like we did this whack ass show the promoter never paid us and he was supposed to give us a ride to the airport which and i don't know if you ever been to denver before but the airport ain't in denver it's like an hour away and uh he didn't even like come to pick us up in the morning we had to take a cab which was like an expensive ass cab ride man <laughs> that's fucked up yeah crazy you know that that's that's crazy stories but you know that that's when I was just unexperienced and shit. And, you know, after I went on a few official tours, I see how shit really is. And, and, and lucky by now that I've met, you know, plenty of people that, that do this for reals. And so, you know, they've helped me out with a lot of shit. I mean, what is that like on a tour, you know? Oh man, the tours are crazy. Uh, I went on this tour with this group called the living legends. They were the first one to take us on tour. Actually, that tour was dope, you know, but like that was a 14 city tour we did all over the West Coast. But there was another tour that was hella raw that I'm actually going to speak about is um, a tour with Zion I. They were another, you know, big brother group to us. And um, they put us on this tour. And it was crazy because we were originally supposed to be only on one portion of the tour, yeah. which was like up the West Coast. And uh, we were just killing it every night. The vibe was hella right. So you know, they didn't have us in the budget for the rest of the tour, but they're like, yo, if you guys can make it, you can rock it. <laughs> oh, that's what's and, up. <laughs> and so we ended up, uh, had a friend that was down as fuck and just, you know, we used her, her truck and she drove us around for the rest of these tours. And we, we just brought a shitload of merchandise, books, skateboards, t-shirts, CDs, everything you could think of. And, and we would just sell, sell a shitload of, of merch every night and keep it pushing to the next city. Man, I mean, that's fucking crazy. So as far as tours and everything go, you've just been a part of other people's tours. Have you set up your own tour or anything? Or are you trying to do such? Uh, yeah, I've done a, um, I've done a few tours of my own, um, but not very many. You know, like I'm still, yeah. I'm still, uh, you know, building the brand to that point. But, you know, I've been on a few tours. I actually just went on an Asia tour that was, uh, you know, it, that was one that I put myself on. Um, and so I met this DJ from, uh, Italy and then we did this song together and it ended up getting signed to this label in Japan. So we just had to get to Japan and they flew us around to Japan. We did some shows there, but since I had some connects, I went to the Philippines and did some shows there and put myself on and, 
you know, made that shit pop for. I mean, what's the difference between the states and you know the Philippines or anywhere you know overseas? Oh, overseas they just appreciate in a whole nother way. Like over here, everything's oversaturated. Um, you know, people are so ungrateful and like you know un- unappreciated of, of art and and creativity. You know, like in other other countries, they really appreciate that. They embrace it. They appreciate their artists. You know, whether grand or small and so the love is just insane that you get out there oh. it's just insane and like people really really appreciate it and the feeling is is irreplaceable yeah it's crazy because i mean i don't understand it personally um you talk about the oversaturation of um you know what we have here in the states i was raised to say yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am please thank you, excuse me, and all kind of junk like that. And, you know, now that I'm older, you know, I see my kids. I mean, they don't, my kids are well-behaved. If Mm -hmm. I have no problem letting them go out of my eyesight and go over to somebody's house and everything, because I know I ain't going to hear nothing bad about them, because one, I'm going to put my foot in their ass when they get back. (laughs) Two, I mean, that's how we was taught. And they are fortunate enough to be around my parents. My parents are still alive. They they owe the shit now, but <laughs> they're still alive. And um they they preach the same thing to them. Yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am. And I think it's more like that over there. It's just that they take that culture the same way. It's like Yeah. If somebody's it's if you're taking your time more likely spending your own money to get yourself there to perform for these people. I mean, they feel like, Hey, he's taking his time out to do something for me, for my enjoyment. Why not give that guy his due or gal? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, 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 that's so real right there. That is so real. Like, and, and that is like, that's, that brings us to like a crazy topic. You can go, you can take that topic and go to crazy directions. Like, you know, in America right now, there's a lack of, of respect there's a lack of family unity there's a lack of 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 culture and you know and unfortunately like you find that kind of spreading like throughout the world like you know with the internet and everything like the way that people are kind of thinking now is very everybody's i mean which is not also which is not a bad thing as well it's you know there's goods and bads but you know everybody is becoming more like-minded in the same kind of same views on everything uh, because it's 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 becoming one world as opposed to different cultures and yeah. different yeah it, so there's there there is a, a like a lack of of identity in the in the states right now yeah and I can agree with that I mean on and that's side. not for everybody obviously but you know I would say for a lot of the the sheep masses yeah and I can see it on a smaller scale because like I I talk about my kids again I got a I'm a teenager well I got two teenagers I got my oldest she fifteen. And, uh, you know, she fall into that trap. You know, you, all the other friends got a cell phone. So more than likely she mm-hmm. wants a cell phone. You know, they got this kind of, you know, hairstyle. Hey, I want to try this kind of hairstyle. And, you know, I mean, it's kid shit, but at the same time, I've always been different, you know, yeah. from my tattoos to, you know, whatever I do, I want to be different from everybody else. And when everybody was rocking goddamn Jordans and motherfucking Sanders and, you know, all this stuff, I just was like, I go to fucking pay less and find me a nice pair of shoes for a little amount of cash that I like. You know, yeah. I rock that shit like that. Motherfuckers going to 
JC Pennies and all this shit buying Tommy Hill figure and all this other bullshit. I was shopping at motherfucking Gadzooks and Spencers and shit. Yeah, yeah. Crazy me too, yeah. Yo, that's crazy. Like, this is actually like a perfect segue to a song I got called Divergent, which talks about being different on the album. Can we drop that right now? All right, yo, check it out. This is Zyme. The album is called Palm Trees and Lemonade. And you checking out Divergent. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's I, I feel you. I'm I'm a different person too, and I, I take pride in being different and and you know doing what what I want to do to for you know which which everybody should do like what they want to do for their character and, and be that individual. Yeah, because like I've been in the military 
uh, going on 16 years. Well, it is 16 years now. And, you know, when I say military, what you, what's the personality you think I have? You know, what kind of person do you think I am? I mean, I know you don't know me, but just saying, just knowing that I'm in the military, how do you think I am? Uh, okay, so as far as personalities for everybody, I feel there's that everybody in the military that I've met, there's there's different, everybody's different, but there's one thing that everybody shares in common is, and that's discipline. So anybody who's in the military has extreme discipline. So I, I, I feel in whatever you do, you're disciplined. Yeah. Now see me, <laughs> I'm a dumbass. <laughs> I'm good. I, I, I've, I've been a wild kid since, you know, I, I, I breath, I breathe my first breath of air. I've, I've I always wanted to make other people laugh. I always wanted to, I always wanted to be active. I always wanted to play. And um, when I joined the military, the only reason I joined the military, you know, because I mean, I can reflect on my past and everything and know now why I really joined the military is because I grew up around it. My father was in the military. My brothers, my sisters, they were in the military. Nieces and nephews and cousins, they were all in the military. So I grew up around it. You know, I mean, I had a sister that lived in California. I would go out to California and stay with them for the summer. They lived in Kentucky. I would go to Kentucky. I was we traveled all the time. So that's what I grew up around. So at a young age, you know, I always had it in my mind that this is what I want to do. But at the same time, I'm this silly little kid that want to play video games all the time. I still do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I also didn't want to be like everybody else because that's weird to say that because just about everybody in the military is the same. Yeah. You know, we all got to wear a uniform. We all got to wear the same boots. We all got to daggone follow the same rules and regulations and all kind of junk like that. And, you know, it's kind of since I'm retiring now, I can reflect on these things and see how much of an oxymoron my situation is. It's like, be serious, you know, ah, war face and all this other shit. And I'm just like, in certain You're the opposite. Yeah. In certain situations, when motherfuckers is like quiet and stone faced like a motherfucker, I'm laughing. Like a motherfucker, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's and that's why I say, man. Like, I, I feel like everybody in the military got different personalities. You know, I've met some people that are that. Uh, I met this one guy who's like, he calls his his son soldier, and and like I you know, never, he, I would never he'd be trained. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'd be on that kind of shit. Then I met another one that's just like, you know, kind of like. I'm not gonna front, kind of like wild and crazy, and maybe it's PS, whatever they call it, PTSD or yeah. whatever it is. Like, I, I feel like everybody in the military got a different personality, but the one thing that all these people got in common is their discipline. So I, I did always respect that about the um, people in the military. So, you know, besides the fact that they're putting their lives on the line and go go out to these, you know, these wars and do what they got to do. Um, but one thing that I definitely respected is the fact that, um, everybody's very disciplined. Yeah. Man, I'm disciplined to a certain degree. Cause like, I mean, if I go in front of the big wigs and everything, you know, I, I do what I'm supposed to do. Yes, sir. No, sir. And all that other stuff. But when I'm around everybody else, when I'm around gin pop or whatever, I'm fucking wilding the hell out. You know what I'm saying? Cause I mean, yeah. I, I, I subscribe to the philosophy that people are people. You yeah. Know, regardless of you know where they come from, their race or what it is, people are people, and you know they uh, got, they all got feelings and everything like that. And I try to treat everybody the way that I would want to be treated. 
you know? Yeah. So I don't talk bad about nobody. And if I do talk bad about nobody, I'm going to be looking them dead in their motherfucking eye when I say <laughs> that. You know what I'm I ain't going to run behind their back and say no shit. So, I mean, and then I don't, it takes a lot to make me mad. So I don't, I'm not, you know, standoffish with a lot of people. So I feel you, bro. Like, it takes a lot to make me mad too. And it's like, you know, what what's the point of all that shit? You know, like, I, you want to be it's all peace and love man like yeah. i'm trying to i don't know how much time i have on this earth and i'm not trying to to waste my time being on this earth like with some negative shit yeah. you know like take that shit get that shit away from me like every day that i'm here is a blessing every day every hour you know every second that i'm here is a blessing and so while i'm here i want to have nothing but good times good memories and good energy around me yeah and i and i feel that because i'm i'm in the vein of like I've had a lot of rough shit happen to me. I had a lot of bad things happen in my life, but I always subscribe to the thing to be like, well, shit, it could be worse. Yeah. And when, and when you actually think with that philosophy, like it helps you get through a lot, you know, the way that I deal with stress and depression now as compared to when I was younger is, is, is way, way different and way easier because, you know, I take, I'm able to step aside from my current situation and be like, you know what? as much as this fucking sucks like this and this and this could be worse so exactly because i mean i've been to the bottom i was at a point to where i was a single parent with two small kids and shit and i can barely afford to get them diapers and all kind of junk like that i mean i'm selling yeah. my xbox games i'm selling my all my stuff so i can provide for them and you know something else would come up in later on in life to where it was a bad situation but I can think back to that and be like, man, this ain't that damn bad. You know, I mean, I can get through this. This ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, and and like I said, you know, adopting that, adopting that 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 way of living. You know, where where when you're in a bad situation, knowing that it could be worse, that that'll help you get through a lot, man. Something as simple as that will help you get through a lot. And is a a little thing called not giving a fuck too. That <laughs> help you get through a lot of shit too. Yeah, hell yeah, and a, a, a little stuff called weed and and, <laughs> and well, alcohol sometimes. Oh well, yeah, yeah, I can, I can speak to the alcohol <laughs> right now. <laughs> now you know, it's, uh, uh, as far as your brand, as far as your music, where yeah. would you like to see it go from here on out? Well, uh, I know upward, you know, forward. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, so I just want to continue to build the cult following. I want to continue to, you know, build the army. Uh, I want to continue to work with artists worldwide, uh, continue to put out videos, continue to release music, release products, uh, make partnerships, and, you know, do a lot of collaborating. Because I feel like co collaborating is one of my favorite things to do. You know, brings out different sides of me all the time. It teaches me. I feel it's it's almost like you know, like two samurais going into battle. You know, like you come out of the battle and and you're stronger. And you know, like when you work with people, you you learn. It's like you're training together. They could teach you things. You could teach them things. You learn stuff. They learn stuff. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I dig that a lot. Now, uh, other than the art, other than the music, I mean, what else would you like to you know dip your fingers in? What else would you like to branch out into? Um, man, I, I would say like, I wouldn't mind doing acting a little bit, a little bit of acting. Um, I wouldn't mind doing stuff like podcasts, more art, be doing that right uh, now. <laughs> uh, event planning. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, like, well, 
like 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 on your end, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Where you doing the, the 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 consistent podcast and and you know you having the guests and you doing the edits and all that stuff. That's that's tight to me. I like that. These podcasts are, are interesting to me and the and the, I just like to hear people's thoughts yeah. and ideas. It all started with a microphone and an iPad. Oh, an iPad, huh? Yeah, I'm just sitting in the motherfucking closet too. <laughs> what what were you recording with? GarageBand? Um, no, you see. Yeah, we talked about this um on another episode to where I didn't know shit about podcasts. And all I knew was about all right, I need a microphone and a recorder. So I just went to the fucking store, bought the fanciest USB mic that I can find, and I damn plugged it into my iPad and I got like um I think the app I downloaded from um iTunes. And the only reason I picked that app is because when I typed in recording software, it was the first app to pop up. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to get this one. It's called uh, Boss Jock. And um, I like that one a lot. It wound up being like 10 bucks, which wasn't really shit. So you can um put sound carts on there. So like if you want to have like intro music is already there or sound, add sound effects, you can adjust your levels in there. You can do small edits in there and you can export it from your iPad to your laptop or wherever else and Upload it straight to SoundCloud from my fucking iPad. Oh, that's wild. That's crazy. So, I mean, I started with a microphone, an iPad, and my closet. So, <laughs> hey, and you know, that, that just goes to show. Like, that's what I'm talking about right there, man. Like, that's exactly what I'm talking about with this whole independent hustler mind state that, that, that people need to be having. You know, a lot of more people need to take on that and they'll take their careers farther if they take that approach instead of sitting around waiting for you know waiting for this song to get on the radio yeah because i mean waiting waiting for a podcast to drive out into the lap i got a pod <laughs> i could do a podcast i could do but then never done a podcast you know what i mean like you see and that that's what happened to me is like I, I got in the podcast and i didn't know what it was at first and i'm a big wrestling fan so that oh what oh what you like the wrestlings hell yeah i was just what Man, I was just watching like some classic stuff today. I was watching when when Macho Man was getting married and uh, oh, snap. Jake, Jake the Snake, Snake. <laughs> and Undertaker came through and like whooped his ass. And then Sid Justice, because remember he used to be Sid Vicious when yeah, he was in WCW. Yeah. He came over and uh, he switched over to Sid Justice and he came through and saved the day. Hell yeah. All right, man. I like you more than I did a five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, wrestling is the shit. Yo, uh, I always so gold dust though. The original gold dust. Who was he? Who was he? Yeah, it's um the same guy. He's still around now, is um Dustin Reynolds. Is uh, Okay, but he was Dusty Rhodes' son, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he got uh two boys that wrestle. One of them um just left the wwe and now he out doing independent shit yeah i i i keep up with all the new stuff really like i, I don't really watch it too much anymore I, I kind of uh i got out of it like the rock was my last favorite wrestler oh, okay yeah yeah shit. so but, but i was always you know undertaker uh i always like the bad guys rick flair <laughs> <laughs> I always relate to the villains. Shit, man, Ric Flair, old ass, still flopping around right now. I know, I seen that. And is Shawn Michaels still? I like Shawn Michaels when he went bad. Is he still around? Nah, he retired a couple of years ago. Okay. He pop in and out every now and then. He super kick somebody, then he go on by the business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got. I'm curious how old he is now. Oh, he up there. I think he in his fifties. 
Oh, okay. Close to his 60s. Man, it's, it's crazy to see how some of these guys, you know, are, are still in, like, incredible shape for being as old as they are. Oh, hey, yeah. Some of them are. The rest of them just be like, fuck it. I ain't got to body slam nobody no more. And be like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they go from looking like, like Texas tornado to earthquake. <laughs> 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 they were, they go from looking like uh looking like the rockers to uh, to the natural disasters. <laughs> Got that earthquake and tugboat, man. You pull oh, them out. They, they, they switched them over to typhoon though. Yeah, typhoon. Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, um, I remember there was this one episode, and I want to say it was when t- I I believe it was like right before tugboat went bad. Yeah, and there was this guy who came out in a mask. And he like whooped up tugboat and then he dipped, but I never knew who that was and they never oh, like brought him around again. Shit. I know what you're talking about, but damn, I, I, I mean, I might have to whip out the WWE network and look that shit up. <laughs> yeah, that's like one of my like, my unsolved wrestling mysteries. Man, see, now you're going to have me fucking look Columbo over here. I'm going to be <laughs> investigating shit. Dude, please, if you find that shit, please, yeah, yeah, please, a, a, please. Gotta write it in my notes. Tugboat got his ass whipped by this guy in a mask. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Tugboat. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Tugboat. And, like, I want to say, like, maybe even Earthquake came out. Man, I remember, what I remember is um, Earthquake got into it with Jake the Snake. And he I had, remember that. He sat on his snake. Yes, exactly. Motherfucker squashed his goddamn snake, man. I remember seeing that and I was like, no, <sighs> baby, not Damien. Not Damien. <laughs> I remember that, bro. Oh my God, that was traumatic. Hell yeah, because he damn, he got in the ring at the, you know, he sat on the bag and then he opened up the bag and he started crying and shit. And I was like, oh no, not Damien. Oh, uh, yes. I remember that shit. I remember that shit. <laughs> Damn, that was a, oh, that was a sad day in wrestling. Yeah, then you was talking about damn the wedding and all kind of junk. Jake the Snake came out there, had the Cobra bite Macho Man on the arms and all. Ah, oh, yeah, shit was wild, man. Like I, I, I like Jake the Snake better as a bad guy. I didn't really fuck with him when he was a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you automatically turn bad, and I'm like, oh yeah, fuck. It. All right, you, you, you're better now. <laughs> See, it's the same thing with me because, like, I mean, you know, when you're a kid and everything watching this, you're just like, yeah, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. And then now, now that I'm older, I'm just like, I just like the the motherfuckers that talk all the shit and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nah, actually, you know what, though? I'm, I'm not going to front, though. Uh, I did fuck with Hulk Hogan, though. Like, he was, like, one of the good guys that I fucked with him. Uh, I want to say, like, like Ultimate Warrior lightweight. I, I, I like that Ultimate Warrior. Um. Other than that, I can't really remember. A Legion of Doom was though, yeah, but they were yeah. like they were like rebel rebel good guys, you know. Like <laughs> be like, yeah, we we we, kick, we we good guys, but we gonna kick ass like a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Doomsday device, put the motherfucker up on the shoulders and clothesline them off. Oh yeah, damn, dude, that shit is crazy. I'm so surprised that like. You know, I'd be peeping all these these clips and stuff of the shit they do, and even the shit they do now. And I remember like the one, two, three kid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was always wild at doing all them flips and shit. But like that shit is many. And and wrestlers, you know, everybody want to like point out and talk about, oh, it's fake and da 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 da. But they never want to like they don't give the credit to the fact that these dudes are doing some crazy ass flips, like going like fifteen feet in the air, jumping off shit, and like that is wild, man. Like. 
you got to give respect to that. Hell yeah, I mean, I, I equate that shit to the military, dog. Because, like, you know, people come up to me and be like, hey, uh, thank you for what you do, blah, 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 and all that junk. And I'm like, yeah, cool. And then every time I watch wrestling, and, you know, I had a little bit of wrestling training myself, I see these guys hurt themselves and shit trying to entertain people. Every time I see a wrestler, it don't matter if they mainstream or just little dudes doing shit around in the local area. I give them that. I'll be like, thank you for everything you do. Because, I mean, they need that shit. A lot of them, oh, hell yeah. A lot of them feel, you know, not, not appreciated or whatever. Especially with all these new things like UFC and, and whatnot. Like, I feel like they, they, they mega don't feel appreciated as, as much as they used to be. Hell yeah. But a clothesline hurt. It sucks. <laughs> Drop kicks suck. Suplex, all that shit probably sucks. Hell yes. Especially if you get dropped on your damn, the top of your shoulders instead of your back like you're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure a lot of those guys experience a lot of uh, sore muscles, you know. Yeah, because I, I can remember the first day I went for training, and I was like so excited and everything, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, fucking body slamming, do it now!" And then yeah. like, the next day I got up, I was like, "Oh, oh dude, I need to rethink my life if I want to do this anymore because <laughs> that shit fucking hurt." Yeah, no, I'm. T- I-, I always uh. I used to have these wrestling parties where we, where we would dress up as all the wrestlers, oh, like, and, and it would be for like SummerSlam or Survivor Series. And, you know, we decorate the decorate the house. My mom would decorate the house. We'd order pizza and all that shit. Like, I'd invite all the kids I went to school with. Man, I'm gonna write my congressman about you. <laughs> Man, I just love yeah. wrestling, dog. I just I like it a lot. <laughs> Dude, I feel you. It was, I, it was it was dope. You know, like I. And what was really cool, especially like there was so many options. You 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 had Monday Night Raw. You had, you know, uh, what was it? Was it Sunday Slam? I don't remember. Uh, but Sunday they had Night Heat. I, Sunday Night. It was, was it Sunday Night Heat? Yeah, Sunday, Sunday Night, Night Heat? Heat. They had Velocity. They had WCW. They had Nitro. They had Thunder. They had Raw. They had Saturday Night Main Event. Oh, so I remember that. And what was the one on the morning? There was the one that came on Saturday mornings too. Made me lie to you, but yeah, was it like USA Wrestling or some shit? Yeah, they had all kind of junk back then. But like now, you talk about um, these guys, how they it's like the music, man. They evolved so much now. Like if you was to watch the current product, you pro- one you wouldn't recognize nobody. They there's barely any people that's from back to when you watched that's still around now. But they got all these young cats or whatever. We was talking about Shawn Michaels and his super kick, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, that super kick, bow, that's it. That's the end of the match. Now they got yeah. like a crop of motherfuckers that's all doing motherfucking super kicks and shit. <laughs> and it's not like a finishing move either. It's like a transitional move and shit. Yeah, they got, dude, they're, they're like, they're way crazier now. They're way crazier. Um, I remember the DDT I, I used really to like end with the match. Rock. <laughs> But you said, you do, said, what'd you say? What'd you say? I said, I remember the DET used to end the match. Now it's just ooh. a regular move. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah. There was a lot. The finishing moves were always the dopest. Especially when the finishing move and then they reverse it and then do the finishing move, you oh, know, yeah, like yeah. take the, take the match. <laughs> I remember when Hulk Hogan used to get whipped and he would like squirm around and hold his hands up and the crowd would go crazy. <laughs> like, and then he'd get you. that energy back. Uh, that was, Man, that was a, you know what an epic match was, was, uh, when Zeus and Hulk Hogan had that steel cage match. See, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's what I was telling people, man. 
wrestling didn't get me into wrestling. Hulk Hogan doing movies got me into wrestling. Ooh, Hulk Hogan. See, Hulk Hogan was a G. Hulk, <laughs> Hulk Hogan was a G. I fucked with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, because I seen him in No Holds Barred with Zeus. And I was Ooh, like, I remember that. And then um, I go to the video store one day. I was like, hey, that's that guy from that movie. And then I've been watching wrestling ever since. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Now, that's damn, cool. I want to time travel a little bit. So I want you to take me back to November 27th, 2008 at 9.28 p.m. <laughs> this is from your Twitter account. This is your very first tweet. Oh, shit. And I quote, <clears throat> Chillaxin just ate hella food. Wait, what did it say? You said Chillaxin just ate hella food. <laughs> now, take me back to November 27, 2008 at 9.28 p.m. Let me know what was going through your mind, what the atmosphere was like when you composed this first tweet. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. All right, let's see. Um, I remember somebody from the radio station uh, recommended that I get on Twitter. And, you know, that that was a person that I took word very serious. So I, I, I made a Twitter. And at the time, nobody had a Twitter. And so I, I, I didn't really know what to do. I didn't follow anybody. Like I didn't really follow people. Uh, there wasn't really anybody I knew that had Twitter, so I couldn't really follow them. And so I just, uh, I would just tweet shit. <laughs> yeah, like what I didn't, I didn't know what the hell I was was doing. I was just doing it just to do it. So I was probably chillaxing, eating high as fuck, eating some food. <laughs> well, shit, I mean, around that time it was Thanksgiving. Oh shit! It probably was leftovers then. <laughs> <laughs> there's probably some leftovers I, and at that time I, that's when uh when my group we were all living in this it was basically like a frat house we called it the greenhouse oh, it was yeah. actually a greenhouse but there was like eight of us living in this like three-bedroom house that we converted into like a compound we like built rooms in the garage <laughs> built like extra shit like there was somebody who was sleeping like we we basically built and it wasn't even really there it was like we built an attic and this person like slept in it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But what was cool about that though is that, you know, there was like eight of us living there. And so everybody, um, when they came back from Thanksgiving, you know, everybody brought leftovers, leftovers from their family's yeah, house. Yeah. <laughs> so everything was tasting different. So yeah, I was, I was probably, that probably had a, a relation to some leftovers from Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's wild, man. You were able to find that. Yeah, boy. That's why I. Asked, I that's why I asked you. Um, was that your only Twitter account so I can look it up? Oh, uh, I was curious too because uh, I, um, you know, when uh, when Twitter did their, I don't know, they did like their anniversary or birthday shit, and they like they they put everybody's first tweet out. I yeah. couldn't find mine. Well, I found I, it for you. There you go. <laughs> so ch chillax and eat, just just ate hella food. That's that's kind of depressing that that was my first tweet <laughs> well shit man i don't even remember what mine was i tried to look it up because i had uh, the account i have now it's b rob it wasn't my first twitter account i had another one that i don't even remember the handle for and i had to get rid of it because <laughs> i said some inappropriate shit about me and um my wife who was my girlfriend at the time 
Yeah. And she was uh, Twitter stalking me and she seen that shit and she kind of went off on me and I just deleted my account. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I got I, back on, uh, I think, six months to a year later. And then I've just been using that one ever since. I, I'm curious the number of relationships that social media has ruined. Ruined? Uh, Mine started it. And um, it ruined it in the beginning. You know, it was a lot of trust issues because of the internet. But um, that was eight years ago, so she's still here. <laughs> yeah. So you must have did. You must have done some good social media posting. Yeah. Now nah, I I try to keep it. Uh, I keep the focus off of her. You keep much. it G. Yeah, he I keeps it uh, rated G. Yeah, I don't say shit about her. I damn. I just talk about other outlandish shit. Yeah, I I just I I, I tend to. Sh- to share a lot i tend to come across videos that i think are funny or interesting or or have like you know um uh kind of positive things that are that are going on in in society and in the earth and i always try to post that kind of stuff yeah i just post you know dogs falling off the couch and uh kids falling off slides and everything like that Yeah, I I remember I used to I'd have to unfriend people sometimes because they'd be posting some crazy ass shit that like I didn't want to see. Like I'd just be scrolling through my timeline and it was like, you know, body parts all over the place. Like uh, I'm like, oh god, like ah, why did I see that right now? Ah. <laughs> see, because I got a Facebook now, and um, that was pretty much me. I, you probably would have unfollowed me. I damn, I would just post all kind of random videos and all kind of stuff like that. And when I started the podcast. I just started, um, you know, a group page for that, and I migrated all my bullshit onto the show page or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so now, yeah. if you go to my personal Facebook, I ain't shit on there. I ain't got. I don't think I posted on there in months. Everything yeah, the, per- is- the personal accounts rated G, yeah. and then and then the the podcast page is rated R R R X X X X X X. Shit, getting back to your music a little bit. If you could do a collabo with anybody dead or alive who would it be um man that honestly like that'd have to be a whole album like it'd have to be an album with like uh you know kanye west uh lana del rey eminem um uh prince michael jackson bob marley a beethoven um you know, there's there's a, a lot of a lot of artists that that would be on there. A lot of legendary cats. Now, that sounds like a We Are the World project. <laughs> it, it would be on some that you know, like if if I was able to, you know, um, obtain or when I'm able to obtain the budget to do something wild, it's gonna be it's gonna be some big We Are the World type of shit. And why the fuck not, right? Oh, why not, man? Like. You know, there's way too there's way too much good stuff out there to box yourself in. I hate being I hate boxing myself in. Like I don't I everybody's always trying to be like, Oh yeah, you need to stick to this sound. You need to have a sound. Nah man, like who who's anybody to say anything, man? Like if I feel like making some shit that's that's South American inspired because I just went to a tropical place and that's what I'm feeling and that's in my natural energy, then I wanna do that. If I just went to New York and you know, I was around every little side note real quick. Every MC, even the whack MCs are fucking dope MCs in New York. But anyways, <laughs> if I went to New York and I, I was hanging around some 
raw rappers and felt like doing a raw hip hop track, then that's what I'm gonna do. Like, I'm never gonna play myself and and you know box myself in. Exactly. I mean, I hated that as a kid. It's just like I was telling you before, everybody wanted to wear Jordans. I ain't want to wear none of that shit. I only owned one pair of Jordans, and the only reason why it was to show motherfuckers that I could get them if I wanted them. That's funny because I, I've actually never worn Jordans, and uh, the only pair I actually even wore was because I traded shoes with somebody, <laughs> and uh, we I ended up getting the Jordans. I, I, I traded them because I have this. It was a blue. Uh, I don't even see. I don't even know what Jordans are. Yeah, you know, I, I can't even tell you the number it is. I. It was just the leather one with the the blue. It was like black, and then it had the blue on the sides, like the two, like oh, like kind of oval shaped yeah, yeah. blue. And you only wore them because it matched the outfit, huh? <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I've never been into like I've never been into that kind of stuff. I've never been in that. Like I don't, I don't have a Gucci Prada belt or whatever the hell all these guys be wearing. Like I don't got that shit. Like I don't, I don't, I don't wear stuff because everybody has it. I don't wear things that are hot. I like to wear, but whoa, I like to wear what I like. Yeah, same way. And like I said, I I, I bought them Jordans just to show them I can get them if I want to. And like two weeks later, I was cutting grass in them motherfuckers. Yeah, shit. I hope they weren't were they were, uh, light colored shoes. Nah, they was dark. They were, okay, so you didn't get well, the grass stains all over them. Oh shit, I didn't give a fuck. That's I did it on purpose. I I did it. I I was like, look, see these Jordans? They fresh, ain't they? Now look at me destroying <laughs> them. Ha ha ha. ha. <laughs> wear them to school the next day they still got grass on them and shit yeah i, was like, I didn't give a fuck man i did not give not two fucks <laughs> let alone one <laughs> yeah nah but yeah i've I've never I, i'm all about people being different and having an identity i think that that's important especially in these days yeah because like I, I preached to my kids and they'd be like i remember when they were smaller they'd be like i want to be like you when i grew up i was like no don't ever say that again i said don't be like me be you I mean, pull, pull, pull good from everybody. I mean, but don't try to be like anybody. Yeah. Bruce Lee said, uh, you know, the, that one of his like things was he taking styles from whatever he liked and, and what he liked, you know, mm-hmm. and combining them and, ma- and making it his own, his own thing. Okay. So that's how I ad- adopt my life too. I just take what I like, man. I do what I like. I take what I like. I see something and I like it. I add it to my arsenal. Yeah. As long as you don't steal it, because you can go to jail for that. That's highly illegal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's take the beat and shit. Yeah, but shit, man. If you can give any advice to an aspiring artist, what would you say to him right now? Work hard uh, and make sure that you know don't don't let anybody define you, and 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 keep it pushing, and and go at your own pace, and, and keep going. Sweet. You got any shout outs or anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I want um, everybody to check out the new album, Zyme, uh, Palm Trees and Lemonade. You could check it out on, on iTunes, Apple Music, Tidal, uh, Spotify. Um, I want to shout out the label, Smile High Club. I want to shout out all the Yen boys, all the rappers in the crew. I want to shout out Venus Versace. Uh, Matteo Da Vinci, Zen How, Equipto, Z-Man, DJ True Justice, uh, Mike Swift, Ron Hanley. Uh, man, th- this shout-outs are always, always crazy. Pokechop, the whole Stoner gang. Um, you know, 
just just everybody that I rock with, EPR, uh, Anthony Presents, everybody that I'm working with, you know who you are. Shout out to all y'all. Shazam. You want to plug your Twitter? Uh, yeah, you check me out on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Zymuscool. Um, and you can hit up my SoundCloud, uh, which is Zymuscool. And um, man, thank you for having me. This was this was fucking dope. I, I was really excited that, that we got to talk about wrestling for a little bit. Oh, hell yeah, man. Anytime you want to talk about wrestling, let me know. I feel you in. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to, uh, you have to, we have to do like an update podcast and, and, you know, in a, in a little while we're going to check in again and I got to update you because I'm sure by then it'll be a bunch of new stuff that we both doing. Oh, hell yeah. I, and you know what, man? I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule just to sit down and bullshit with me, man. No, it's all good, man. Th- I appreciate you, too. I can't wait to, to hear the finished product. And, uh, you know, before we go, can we play one more song? Yeah, what are we going to play? Uh, yo, check out uh, this song right here. It's uh, Zyme featuring Therese Moore, and it's called Goodbye. Off the album Palm Trees and Lemonade. Boom. Cause if you're riding on the passenger side You better not holler cause they say you a screw You know TLC, no tender loving care I swear I'm not tripping off my rap career Yeah we had a few bumping the roads We still on, rocking Peco Rivera The millionaire cologne, the millionaire We on, the vibe is so potent Never holding my tongue, really I'm outspoken You working for white people, they went and got them a token Mom's mad cause you missing family devotion Knowing damn well you don't post to work on Sundays It ain't gonna hurt them if you call in one day Catch this vibe that we call When our time Riding around the city at night Catch this vibe that we call When our time With the heater on blast And your chick nipples hard So I turned it up a notch Yeah, she feeling for that feeling She say she wanna relive it I get it because it's winter Baby, you know we sinners Taking too many drugs Lay back, chiller Fuck a temper tantrum I'm going gorilla In my Rocksmith hat Where the fuck was you at? This that wintertime vibe With a swing for the summer The shit that I'm on Made me wonder Why so many people love summer 
Chillin' ponder in my Louis Penny loafers Smokin' on some OGs when Cali is almost legal It's something I love to do Baby, just keep it cool We can hop up in a sack like a kangaroo Me and you It's that wintertime vibe, baby It's that wintertime vibe, vibe, vibe for the summer Catch this vibe that we call wintertime Riding around the city at your boy Zyme. Man, what did, what did I tell you? I mean, dude is super cool. What, what, what D-Wade said, he's like, uh, what, what is it? Cooler than a Yeti eating frozen spaghetti. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but I mean, man, dude is musically intelligent. He is freaking savvy. He's a man of the world. Dude been to Manila 10 times. Asia, Thailand, all that shit. And I just go to like fucking Iraq and Afghanistan, but paw from the course. I mean, Zyme, if you ever hear this again, I mean, I know you was on the podcast with me. We, you know what we talked about, but if you ever hear this, what I'm saying to you now, you and whatever you got going on, your music, and you know, you want to plug clothing lines or whatever you do there, brother, you are always welcome here. On the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. Shit. I mean, if you want to be, you know, you want to get in real good, you know what I'm saying? I can put you put you on that platinum level access or whatever. I mean, I ain't even got nothing like that. I'm just making shit up. I'm rambling like I normally do. But if you want to be cool, if you want to hook me up, I mean, you know, drop your boy some intro music. You know what I'm saying? Some outro music. You know, you know what I'm saying? You hear me? You hear me? You pick up what I'm putting down. But anyway, yeah, Zyme. Zyme, Zyme, Zyme. Look this dude up. Listen to his music. Buy his music. If he got merch, buy the merch. Follow him on Twitter at Zyme is cool. Because the motherfucker is cool. So do it. Do everything. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him or like him on Facebook. Do all the things that you do on social media. He, I think he might have a Snapchat out there somewhere. Just ask him. He, he mad approachable. I mean, he'll talk to anybody from, you know, what I've assessed from, you know, just sitting down and chatting with him and everything. So, yeah. Awesome. Now, you know what this part of the podcast is reserved for? And that is the shout outs. And I would like to give a shout out to Clint. He is from the Geek Dig podcast and the freaking Green Up podcast and another podcast that I don't really remember right now. I just did a damn podcast with him on Horribly Awkward and I done forgot all his podcast names because he got like 30,000, 12 million podcasts and he trying to start some more. But you can follow Clint on Twitter at Vengeful Jedi because he is a Vengeful Jedi, which is 
an oxymoron because Jedi's ain't like that unless they going through the thing like Vader was and all the stuff and he having fits of rage and he might be a Sith Lord on the low low and shit like that. But shout outs to Clint. Always shout out to Sean because I mean Sean is is a, just damn a regular part of my show. I mean just in talk and everything or whatever. I, I owe him a lot. Yeah, son, a lot of good things my way. Vibes. Goddamn, um, technical know-how with all this equipment and everything, which gets a little bit better and sometimes worse at the same time. But, you know, I appreciate you, Sean. You're awesome. And you need to find you a woman and move out of your apartment and have babies. I said it, motherfucker. Um, shout out to Spooky Meats. That's a uh, Sarah over there on the ice. And you got to put the emphasis on the and the face, her and Rick over there doing their thing. Awesome talk because it's an awesome show. That's why they call it awesome talk because they talk about awesome things on an awesome show. Um, who else? The Mixed Feelings podcast. You know, I'm the freaking head of Walmart relations in the Mixed Feelings mafia, which now I'm relocating from Missouri down to Louisiana momentarily and then over to Texas where I'm set up shop and open up my conglomerate, my empire, and I'm just be wrecking motherfuckers in the aisles of Walmart. We got damn pool noodles and buckets. Yeah. I did that. And who else I want to give a shout out to? Oh, I'm going to give a shout out to Jason Martinez. He is a freaking faithful listener or follower or both. But in either case, Jason, you're fucking cool. You the man. I appreciate you retweeting my stuff, you know, telling people about my show and other people's podcasts. You're awesome. Who else? Chris on my motherfucking Facebook and goddamn Nathan on my Instagram and my Facebook you know, leaving likes and comments and posting videos and everything and stuff like that. I appreciate you. Appreciate the support. Um, who else? Who else? Arlie, we fucked up your name all over the podcast. <laughs> I forget which I think it was on mine or either Sean's, but we fucked up your name. I'm sorry. And that's uh, the host of the Random Chatterings podcast. We both cameoed on each other's shows and everything. I appreciate you for retweeting my stuff and talking up about my episodes and everything. You're a cool dude. Yeah. And you like blue waffles. Don't stare off into the abyss. What else? What else? Anybody that's followed me recently, I appreciate you giving me a follow. Looking at my nonsense and everything on the Twitter and the Facebook and all kind of stuff like that. And um, man, shout outs to the Potter family for retweeting my stuff. Shout out to everybody that's doing anything creative, whether it be podcasting, you know, you make your own music, you make beats, you produce and edit movies, um, you freaking, you dance, you do graffiti, whatever it is you do to put your creative juices out into the world for others' enjoyment. I thank you for doing what you do and I appreciate you because you're awesome. Everybody needs support and, you know, people give me support. So I like to show the love back. Now, you can follow me on Twitter at it's B Rob. That's I T S B R O B. 
The show has a Twitter. You can follow it on Twitter at wait for it. R R R underscore podcast. I have a website. You can go check it out. It is random robcast.com. I got everything on there. You can scroll down on the homepage. Hey, my wife got a book. It was published. It's called Dark Deception. It's good. It's not too long, not too short. It's right in the middle. It almost talking about, sound like I'm talking about a penis. But anyway, I mean, that might be good for some people. So, yeah, it's a good penis size. It's a good penis size book. It's a great book. I've read it, especially on deployment when I was bored of shit and I had nothing else to do sometimes, you know. So you should check it out. It's on iTunes and uh, Amazon and it's cheap as fuck. So, I mean, shit, man, you gonna waste that on a fatty ass burger from motherfucking Burger King or McDonald's and it's going to clog your arteries and you're going to die. Or you can spend a couple bucks, probably less than a McDouble. Or probably about the same. I forget. I haven't looked at the price thing in a while. And you can get some words of wisdom and knowledge and, you know, view somebody's creativity with your eyeballs on paper. That's great. And you can help my wife out because she needs that boost of confidence. She hasn't been writing in a while. And, you know, I want, I'm trying to get her back in the game. She now writes for my website from time to time now. So you can check out the blog section of my website. Just scroll to the bottom of the website, click the blog section. You can check out some of her works so far. And you can click the social tab. You can find all my social media accounts. You can find my Facebook, my Twitter, my YouTube page that I barely use, my Snapchat, which I barely use. I have a, a you ever heard of this app called Flipboard? It's a pretty cool app. I got a magazine on there called the Random Ramblers. No, it's called Tech and Such by the Random Ramblers of a Rob Podcast. And I got my motherfucking Instagram. So you can uh, search Random Ramblers with Rob on Instagram and you can follow my Walmart logs. I go to Walmart and I create funny videos because I love Walmart so much and I go there damn near every day. And today... On my Walmart log, which is hashtag Walmart log. I filmed my goodbye video because I'm going to be leaving from Missouri. And today was probably the last day that I was going to step foot inside that Walmart before I go down south. And, you know, I did my goodbye video. So check that out. <laughs> it was, I'm getting choked up thinking about it. I'm going to miss it. They didn't have samples today, though, so it made it much that much more depressing but anyway i think i ran my mouth enough hey like i said follow me on twitter check out the website oh oh i got some merchandise got some merchandise got some t-shirts i'm just throwing it out there i'm not trying to force it on you and also i mean i haven't plugged it in a while i plug it on twitter i haven't heard from nobody in a while i got a freaking voicemail line I want to hear your voice on my podcast. I want you to put your voice on my podcast. I want you to plug your podcast on my podcast. I'll plug somebody else's podcast, plug your music, do whatever. Just leave me a random, random voicemail. And you can do that by dialing 304. Oh, damn. See, I haven't used it in so long. I haven't heard from y'all. I forgot my goddamn number. It's 304 Talk Rob. Numerical version. 304 eight two five five seven six two and leave me a random voicemail random 
<sighs> now I have finished running my freaking suck. So thank you all for listening to the Random Realms of the Raw podcast. And I'll see you next time.